0: Welcome into this week's edition
1: of On the Spot. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Donnie Gilbert. Donnie, how's it going? Seems like um, you might you've <clears throat> somebody struck a nerve with you a little bit, Tony. You know, there's been a lot of talk you know, this week. Obviously, the big news is around can,
0: Knight Swift's acquisition of U.S. Express, and a lot of the comments and talk on social media has been hey, this is creating a monopoly, it's the Sherman Act, is this gonna go through? And kind of the idea behind this is kind of breaking down why that's not the case. And I think that's, and to highlight how fragmented the for hire trucking market truly is, especially
1: after deregulation in the 1980s. Well, I am on a lot of trucking apps. Yeah. Um, a lot of these guys that I've watched or monitored are owner-operators. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can't say that you're wrong. I've yeah. seen the word Sherman Act 50 times probably this morning alone. Yeah. So my guess is, do they know what the monopoly is? Or they yeah. maybe they just don't realize how big trucking is in the U.S. Yeah, so we'll bring up a chart here just to lay out the foundations of what, and we talked about this
0: on Tuesday when the news broke, how big NightSwift is now becoming with this acquisition. So we're looking here 25,000 tractors between the two companies. To put that in context, it's very similar to where Knight Swift was when the Knight and Swift merger happened in 2017. So really just building back up to where they've been because they've been kind of churning some of their tractor count over the past few years because it doesn't make sense. But now ultimately 25,000 tractors The big one to me is more the trailer count than it is the tractor count, because you're talking almost four trailers to every tractor they have. It's obviously a good thing, especially when you factor in the the importance of drop and hook and trailer pools that we've seen now. And the big one, you're buying $2.2 billion in revenue for $808 million. On the surface, it's it's a good deal on both ends, right? Night Swift's getting the younger equipment, and they're buying revenue, and they're buying drivers. Think U.S. Express is buying getting a deal because what other? I mean, the alternatives were not as good as a acquisition like this.
1: During COVID, it, it was hard for these guys to hold on the drivers, mm-hmm. so they might have also sold their trucks because it's a good time to sell their trucks if they couldn't put drivers in those seats. Yep. Uh, everybody's offering bonus between five and ten thousand dollars, and the people that were losing these drivers were these big companies that just weren't paying as well. Yep. Yeah. And people would
0: leave these large companies and go out on their own. Why? Because the barriers to entry in the trucking market are so low, right? CDL, which if you're driving for one of these companies, you already you have it. a truck, which yes, it is a large expense, but typically you're making payments on the truck. You're not buying a truck outright in yep. cash upfront and insurance, right? Those are the three biggest if you want to call them expenses up front, because fuel and things like that are operating variable. expenses that come with that. Yeah, so it's cost. not that up where it's not that overhead and initial overhead that you have. So just to kind of put it in perspective, barrier industries are low, which one, a monopoly indicates that you would have to have high barriers of entry for a competitor, which in the trucking industry isn't the case. Why? And I kind of want to show. We'll move on to this next chart because it'll show how 25,000 trucks seems like a lot for a carrier, but in the grand scheme of the market, it is very, very, very small. So up here we have from the FMCSA, the total number of tractors. So this data is filtered by more than 20,000 annual miles driven. So this, there is some nuance to this
1: data that It's not just like the raw number. It's not me having a tractor that I've had a show tractor sitting at home, and I still have my MC number, my CDL.
0: Yeah, or say like a farmer that moves their own crop or goods; they're moving it to one. Three miles down the road, right? Exactly. So things like that are excluded from this. So it kind of gives—I don't want to say—it's a more accurate look at at the one-to-one comparison. So you're talking 2.87 million total Tractors. tractors that includes private fleet, you can break it down four higher, which is largely what the Knight Swift, that 25,000 is going to be. It's 1.87 million. So you're talking less than 1% of total tractors on the market. It's a,
1: obviously a very small percentage and nowhere close to a monopoly in it's, that sense. It's hard to get over that because when you drive down the road, you see Knight, you see U.S. Express, you see Swift you see night. you see you're suppressing. you see, no matter, the, you, you gotta think the major areas that you're going, you're probably driving, like for us, I-40, I-75, I-20, So, and those are the major lanes, and that's what we see, so people just think, hey, all, those three together, they've gotta be a monopoly. Yeah, and the key in this is sometimes you'll,
0: and this comes with having a brokerage arm in that, you'll see third-party power pulling one of their trailers too, right? Yes. So it's not necessarily one of their trucks, it's, it is running through their business but it's a separate arm than that 25,000 tractors they again the 10 billion dollars in revenue if you think about the four hire trucking market as a whole being valued between what 350 billion and 380 billion you're talking three percent of the total market very still right. a very low percentage overall
1: especially when you start comparing to other industries that Aren't that case. I mean so it's probably more of a case of people just don't understand the actual size of over-the-road trucking and the size of actual logistics, which is over seven hundred billion. Exactly. And that's that's the key to remember in this deal is yes, it is a big
0: deal and it is it two big names coming together, but in the grand scheme of things, there's so many owner operators and those smaller fleets that
1: it looks in terms of tracker count, it's it's minuscule compared to the overall market. Yeah, and you just it looks like the big carriers always rule the world, which they actually do right now, but if these little guys got together, they've got them far outnumbered. Yeah, and I think
0: the market right now, given the way it's set up, is set up for more acquisition. The M&A space is going to be hot. Just given this deterioration, people are going to be looking to make an exit, much like in this case. So be it, pay attention over the next few months, because ultimately that's what's going to happen. So. Donnie, thank you so much for joining me on this week's On The Spot. Right now, we'll take a quick break, but we'll be back with more Freight Waves Now.